All right. Hey, dude. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Brain Dump Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Wallace, with the Raxology Method, which includes courses, journals, one-on-one coaching, and oh, so much more. Here, we like to talk about how to actually start living the life that you want now and not later. You know, the one that um, once you've lost X amount of weight and done X amount of competitions or reached this goal in the gym or in your life or anything like that, then you can like slow down, take a step back, actually enjoy your life and actually get healthy and not do all the unhealthy fed diets that you've kind of just been living and existing on that don't actually work for you, you know? Like, we create that now, so everything else falls into place because it's not about that. It's not about pushing it off and waiting until things um, get better in order to live the life you want and just putting a Band-Aid over a bigger problem, like a scar that keeps just popping open. Um, The Band-Aid doesn't do anything. And a big part of that is actually addressing your cravings and that's what we're going to be talking about today specifically how to get rid of your cravings because we all have them the ones that gnaw away at us the ones that we can't stop the ones that if we are left alone with x thing x food x hobby x um, substance we are going to be out of control with it so one yes um, addiction to certain things are are very real Um, But when it comes to food, a lot of it is um, an underlying cause. So cravings come from lack, just in general. If you've been around for a while, you know that that's the big thing. Cravings come from lack, lack of nutrition, support, love, accountability, change, um, substance, (laughs) everything. Cravings are a sign of lack. And your body is trying to tell you that but it only knows how to tell you that through food because that is your number one um, thing that you are solely focused and occupied on. So you aren't fully acknowledging and addressing like what is actually the cause of your cravings. So the best way to get rid of them is to identify why you're having them and address it from there. So it's not a oh, I just can't get enough of cookies, cakes, chips, and ice cream. So here's a healthier version for it. So if I'm going to have chips, I might as well have protein chips. If I'm um, craving cake, then um, here's a protein mug cake. Um, If I'm just really hungry and I can't see, I'm just a bottomless pit, like take some deep breaths and just drink your water and everything will be fine. Now, yes, some of that is, as you are working through it, it is just um, getting back to knowing like the baseline of where you are at, how much food you do and should be eating. Um, Sometimes it is taking a step back because we are overeating and addressing that and just like digging through it. But a majority of it is dealing with what the body is actually craving. And once we address that, it's a lot easier to get past that either over or under eating. If you're under eating, it's a little bit easier to deal with eating more food. And if you're overeating, it's a little bit easier to um, not eat as much. And that is because we are addressing what's actually going on. Um, for a lot of us, if even if we are eating relatively healthy, um, we might not be getting enough of the food that we need or enough of the nutrients. So um, just because you're on a diet, just because you're eating healthy, just because you are a fitspiration or you're following them, doesn't mean that it is actually uh, benefiting you. It doesn't mean it is actually a good thing. You could be lacking in some areas and just because somebody else is um, doing it and seeing success doesn't mean that that is the way. Um, we all have our own ways of going about living and existing and um, 
one thing doesn't always work for everybody. That's why there's a million and one different diets and they all have success stories and they all have people that rant and rave about it, how this fixed and healed and changed everything for them. But it, you, you haven't seen the results from it. Um, a big thing with that too is the restriction and can't have it mindset. And um, I talked about this in a couple episodes back about um, healing a relationship with food and like creating memories and um, all of that stuff. Because if food is limited, if we can only have a certain amount or at certain times and it gets to the point where even you're scheduled, like it's okay to have this meal. It's okay to have this cheat meal. It's okay to have this, uh, deemed bad food. Um, you still feel guilty about it and you still feel bad and you still need to work it off or make it count or make the most of it and make it worth it. Um, once you take that pressure away and you look at it as just food and food is fuel for your body, but you also can enjoy it. And, um, when it's fuel and you want to also enjoy it and you want to feel good because that's, that's the main goal that we work towards with health is feeling good and being our best self. And in order to be your best self and feel good, you want to be enjoying the life that you have and where you're at now. And it's not, it's not settling to be happy with where you're at. It's not settling to, um, be content with things at the moment. Oh no, this car is going so slow in front of me. Um, not even in the slightest. It's, it means that you're being present. It means that you are enjoying the fruits of your labor. It means that um, you're enjoying this life that you've been given and you don't need to wait or explain away or um, earn earn it. You were gifted this life and you should make the most of it and you should be enjoying it. And you don't need a reason for it. You don't need a reason to rest. You don't need a reason to enjoy your food. You don't need a reason to move your body, to fuel it right. You, you can just do it because you simply want to. And that's, that's a good enough reason. So understanding your cravings and where they're coming from. So on a basic level from the nutrition side of things, um, and this is all for me, I'm not a doctor, dietitian, um, therapist or anything in that sense, but I've, dealt with this and been in the health field for over a decade and learned a lot. And from my own personal experience and what I've helped with other people, this has been, been a big thing. So, um, when we're craving something sweet, uh, it could be nutritionally and, um, micro macro micronutrition. <laughs> I couldn't think of it for a second. Um, we aren't getting enough. So that could be like fruits and vegetables. And I notice that when I am getting enough roots and vegetables, I'm not normally craving as many sweets. Um, sweets can be from fruit and um, there's lots of vitamins and minerals in there that are, are very beneficial. Um, and also, if you are stressed out and you tend to crave sweet and even salty savory things, um, on a biological level, your body is easily able to digest and store that stuff away for fat, for fuel, um, to survive. And again, that is the biggest thing for our bodies is survival. So, um, when you are stressed out, when things are going on, whether, um, outside of you or internally, and this could be like, um, your time of the month or just chemically, if you're dealing with depression, anxiety, um, if your body's under stress, it's going to try and make sure that it at least survives. So 
it's addressing the problem and dealing with it and hopefully coming to a conclusion, but also um, by dealing with that stress, your body is going to take away um, the blood flow and the focus of digesting your food and like using it properly. And it's just going to kind of do the bare minimum to get it going because it needs to send all of that blood flow to your extremities and to your brain um, because you need to get out of there alive and as quickly as possible. And if it's not a physical, I need to leave the situation and decompress, um, your body's not going to be able to fully like get past that, fully like heal and kind of close that chapter of stress and it's not going to be able to digest food properly either. So when you learn and realize what that stress is and how better to cope with it, um, this can be um, things outside of food, especially of um, what is a good thing to decompress for yourself? What is going to be best for you to um, relax and take a breath and take some time? Um, so for me, this can look like, uh, it's not always the best thing, but I've had to put parameters around this too, of um, just scrolling on social media, just watching some videos, and it needs to be something that is enjoyable. And if it gets to the point where it causes more stress or um, other unnecessary thoughts, then I need to go away. Um, I've been doing crossword puzzles, I've got some coloring books, I can, I've got some shows that I enjoy doing. Uh, I like going on walks, um, little things like that. Now, fitness is always my therapy for sure. And sometimes it is a full on therapy session and I have a breakdown and everything like that. Um, but that's something that I do Monday through Friday because one, I enjoy it. I don't always enjoy it. So let's be honest. I don't always enjoy the workouts. <laughs> I'd rather just take it at my own pace, but I know that it's good for me. I know what it does for me. I know that it's going to help accomplish the goals that I want. So I'm going to do it Monday through Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, I can just chill. A big thing for me is like rest. I take a lot of naps, honestly. And I used to feel really bad and guilty about that because I wasn't taking full advantage of my entire day and doing the absolute most and making every second count. But I realized that that was just busy work and it wasn't actually beneficial work. I wasn't actually getting anything done. I was just stressing about things that didn't need to be stressed about. And that too was, well, when I get to this point, then I can take a step back and it'll be easier. I've been doing, I was doing that for five years and it, it never got better. It never got easier. Even when things were starting to look up, it didn't, it didn't help. So I had to change it. I had to make it better, make it work for me. And I did. So all the things that I said I was going to do once I was successful, once things started getting better for me, I'm, I'm doing now. I'm taking the rest. I'm relaxing. I'm enjoying going out to eat. I'm um, doing the things that I need to do. Now, when I am stressed, I can take a step back. And if I'm feeling weird or if I'm craving certain things, I can take a step back and look at, am I stressed? Is this like all the other times that I've known? Um, am I not getting in my fruits and vegetables? Is that why? Has my work schedule been off? Has my sleep schedule been off? Have outside things been playing in? 
um, you just kind of work your way through and you're able to identify. So it's no longer just mindlessly, I'm out of control with cravings. It's okay, what is it that's actually going on? Like what is the, what's the big thing here? Addressing that, acknowledging it. And then from there, it's okay, well, what do I do to cope with this? What is going to be the best thing to kind of help me get through it? What is my, what are my go-tos to make sure that I'm making the most of it? And that's where this experimental mindset comes in because through experimenting, through not worrying about having it perfect all the time, you've come out with all these different scenarios that you can work your way through. All these different things that have really helped you in the past and you're able to deal with that. So if you come to the point, and this is me, if I've come to the point where it's just, there's nothing really wrong and I'm just craving it, and that can be something too. There could be absolutely nothing wrong. There could be no stress going on. Your diet could be very well and you're just having a craving because you're a human being as well. So it's a big scope of things, but it's understanding why. And if it is just simply, I would really like to have this, then I'm going to have it. And the big thing and the like most beneficial and like saving grace for me was getting single servings of things. Like I'm gonna pay a little bit more to get a single packaged cookie rather than like a pack of ten. Or I'm going to pay more for a smaller bag of chips when I'm gonna get so much more bang for my buck for a family size. I don't need that. How can I possibly get the craving, get it out of my system and not feel like bad and guilty about it? Because if I have a pack of 10 cookies, I'm going to eat it. I will, but I'm not gonna feel the best afterwards. Not from guilt, but physically. I just know that my body doesn't run great on cookies all the time. If I have them here and there and I've been really stressed out, like yeah, I can deal with that. Will I gain a couple extra pounds from it? Possibly. Even though everything else is in check, it could be just because I am under a lot of stress. And then once that goes away and once it clears up and I feel fine and better, then it will all fall back into place because I've set that boundary, I've set that standard, I've set that baseline. So dealing with sugar, uh, more fatty foods as well. Fatty foods for me, I found, can be a little bit more comforting if I'm, like, been craving a lot of attention or um, love, affection, like, things along those lines. It's, okay, where have I not taken that into consideration for myself? Where have I not been um, loving on myself? When have I not, where have I not been uh, taking the time? Where have I not been present with myself? Where do I feel like I'm not getting enough personal time and I just kind of want to drown it out with food as well? Or it could be I'm not getting enough food at all and my body knows that I will feel more full with more fattier foods, with more like higher processed foods and I can eat a lot of it and it's just, it feels empty. There's an emptiness there. What exactly is it? And this too could just be chemically, molecularly, biologically, you just are anxious. You just are stressed. You just are in a depressed state. And all of those come with ticks of here's what I do. Here's my go-to. We work our way through them. And sometimes it's falling back on 
none of this is working. Okay, now I need to take action. Next week, I'm going to be talking about that, by the way, like when to force and do and when to stop and rest um, more specifically. But when it comes to the cravings, it's not about putting a Band-Aid on it and just silencing it and dealing with it and accepting that everyone has cravings that are just out of control and cannot be trusted with certain foods. It's not that at all. It's there for a reason. We've just been programmed to silence them and shut them out because there's a product or a pill or something to fix it and if you constantly are silencing that craving then you are constantly going to be um, a consumer of that product and there's nothing wrong with that but it's about being more present and aware of that choice yeah there's nothing wrong with supplementations and investing in certain things. Absolutely. I mean, I've got products that I, that I sell and that I invest in and my goal is to work myself out of a job, but sometimes like I go through the things pretty regularly. Like I go through my journals pretty regularly, 59 days to have a change specifically one to two times a year, just because it's really good at resetting, but it's not something that I need that holds all the answers. It's a tool that I can use to better identify what's going on with my life. So for the food experiment, if another chapter and another change is happening and all the things that I had created before, they're not all working as well as they used to, well, then I can go through it again, reset that baseline, and now I have it all again. It's a good tool. And same with fitness. You will go through times where what you're doing isn't working for you, whether it's a schedule or a routine or you are just ready for a full-fledged change in what your fitness is. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes it's, sometimes we have so much of an identity with our health and especially when it comes to fitness too, that we need that outside source to kind of look at it in a non-judgmental way and be like, okay, what needs to change? Where do my priorities need to shift, whether for this period of time or moving forward? And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's taking that outside source and understanding why that's happening. Like, why do I crave taking time off from the gym. Why is it so hard to go to the gym lately? Is it because I'm ready for a change or is it because all this other stuff is going on and I feel guilty going to the gym and my mind is just racing elsewhere? Do I need to take time off? And I've done that. I have taken months, even a year off from the gym and it was terrible, but it was what I needed in that time. And then you have to do the hard thing of swallowing your pride, taking a step back in order to like get back into the swing of things. It's resetting. It's existing as a human being and knowing that you're not always going to be in your perfect little bubble. So it's not getting rid of your cravings. It's identifying why they're there to the point where it's just, it's not a big deal anymore. (laughs) It's not. In any kind of way. I go through certain cravings and then I get them out of my system. But the big thing is that it's not off limits. It's not a, it's not a good or bad thing in any kind of way. I just locked myself in my car. It's fine. I have the keys, (laughs) but it's just accepting what's going on, understanding why it's going on. And then just moving forward from that doesn't need to be a big explanation or reason why or, or anything crazy. It's just understanding where you're at and why. So if you are trying to figure out what your cravings are all about, I would definitely suggest the food experiment journal. 
Um, or if you're dealing with like, uh, wanting to change something in the gym and, or with your fitness and it doesn't really seem right. The movement experiment is really great for that too. Um, if you want more like step-by-step how best to get, uh, use out of this journal and get the best results. Um, I have courses for both, uh, food experiment and the movement experiment. They're both 150 bucks. Um, but you get lifetime access to them. And if I decide to change them or do like a live round, you, will always have full access to it. The journals are $12.95, I believe. They're really cheap. All my journals are under 15 bucks. Um, if you want a deeper dive into why you are having those cravings, dealing with the stress from your past, having a better image of your body and just all around food, fitness, body image, healthy person, uh, healing and fixing the past. My beginning program is that. Um, it's what I take all of my private clients through. It's basically a three month program. You get weekly content, um, videos, homework, uh, all that stuff. And again, lifetime access with, uh, either monthly or bi-monthly calls, uh, depending on when you're listening to this and where I'm at in that offer. Um, but yeah, that one's a $500 investment paid in full. And then I have, um, two investment options or like two payment plan options too for a three month and then a six month option to really, uh, decrease those payments based on where you're at and what you're able to do. But if you're ready for a full fledged, having somebody to support you, having me in your back pocket to really walk through and give you kind of an outside perspective of what it is you are doing. It's not telling you what to do because I don't do diets or workout plans like at all for my one-on-one clients. Um, I only do that stuff at, uh, the gym that I train at. And even that is very limited, uh, Rockbox fitness. If you want to go to that and you're in the Rochester, Minnesota area, uh, feel free, but I really don't, um, push for written things. I'll give you ideas, but that's about it. Um, but I just really want to help you figure out what it is, what your relationship with food and fitness is, how you deal and cope with stress and creating a solid baseline that you can fully rely on and that you feel absolutely in control with. Um, from there, we changed your relationship and view of your body to where that um, reflection in the mirror is no longer a daunting one, is no longer a terrible one where you are constantly picking it apart and you actually see all the good and the value that you have and that you have created and how to be nice and gentle on yourself. <laughs> while also still pushing for bigger and better things and success and all that good stuff. So if you're really interested in that, um, that is also available. Uh, it's a larger investment. It's a three month commitment, $1,500 in full or five fifty a month. Um, and then if you want to do more than that after we can always talk about that, but it's at least a three month get started and move forward from there. But you aren't alone and you aren't the anomaly for why you have so many cravings. It's literally just your body telling you that something's going on and that it is in need of something. And the less stress you put on that and the more you just accept it and look at it as, okay, how can I best help and support my body? The better you're going to get from it. Okay. So check it out. Um, also cut cravings in three days, my free, uh, three-day mini training. It's something I have all of my clients and um, whether they, I just have everybody go through it because it is so good. It's just the foundation of it all. Uh, definitely check that out. Cutting cravings in three days um, takes you through the baseline of it and then it helps you kind of decide what next step is best for you.
But that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.